Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I got the retainer back in the mail um, from the mediator with a little note that said, good luck. And that was a sign that said, "Uh uh-oh. Uh, what does that mean? So, um, eventually, um, the, the divorce turned into a, a litigated case. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined by a new friend. I met Paulette Rigo uh, through Alyssa Panett, who is a mutual friend of ours. And actually, Paulette and Alyssa do a twice a week uh, program on Clubhouse. So if you're out there, everyone, and you haven't heard of Clubhouse, you're a few, a little bit behind the curve. Clubhouse is the new hottest thing in social media, and they have a twice a week on Wednesdays and on Sundays, something called All Things Divorce. It's a fantastic program. They bring some of the leading voices in pretty much all things divorce, including themselves, to talk about all things divorce. So I had popped in to see what was going on a few weeks ago and got to talk with Paulette. And um, she has a, a book coming out shortly that just really caught my fancy. I love the title. I'll be telling you in a second. Uh, But let me tell you a little bit about Paulette, first of all. She is a credentialed mediator. You know I love my mediators. She's also, I mean, she's got, I love, there's a nice laundry list of of, uh, qualifications here. She's also a certified divorce coach, a trauma-informed recovery coach, a career transition specialist, a book writing coach, a speaker, a host, and an author. So she really checks off a number of boxes here where she can help you. Um, The book that she has coming out shortly is called The Better Divorce Blueprint, and it includes a book, a planner, a course, 
and a card deck, the no matter what card deck, which I, I don't know anyone else out there who has a card deck. It reminds me of studying for the bar exam because I always worked off of, of cards. But that's why I, I, it actually caught my fancy because that was such an effective way to learn and to remember things. Um, she also has her own podcast and has had it for a, couple, a few years now, over two years, I think, called Thriving in Chaos. Uh, project podcast. Um, And she does, this is another, just, you know, another plus in her life, best life ever private island retreats in Belize. I'm like, I want that life. I want to do private retreats in Belize. So um, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here, Paulette, joining me today. And thank you for coming. Thank you, Susan. It's an honor to be here. And anytime I get to meet other um, amazing professionals in the divorce world, it makes me happy and um, thrilled to be here. Well, it's really exciting for me to talk to you. I, I know, as you said earlier, we've, we're in the same world of trying to help people have that better divorce. Uh, but we hadn't actually had an opportunity to really have a chat, have a talk. And when I was getting ready to do this episode, I, I was reading through your bio and the one line that there's all of the, that, that I just talked about with your background, but the one line that really jumped out at me was Paulette's personal eight and a half year litigated and appellate experience. And I thought, wow, eight and a half years in a courtroom or in courtrooms. I'm sure there were very a number of them. Um, I can tell you listeners that as a divorce attorney, that is not a even remotely normal or common experience for anyone. And my first response is sadness for you and your family that you had to go through that. Um, I can only imagine the time and the stress and the pain and the, uh, the, the cost of what those eight and a half years must have been for you all. Um, but I thought if you're, if you're willing to share some of that, I thought that might be a great place to start as we talk, uh, because I'm sure, I cannot imagine how that does not color your expertise and, and understanding of the divorce process and probably fuels why you'd like people to have a better divorce going forward. It absolutely does. And uh, thank you for prefacing that it's not the norm because um, I do believe that that's a scary um, way to start a conversation, but it is true. And I really don't know how to, uh, you know, um, diminish that experience other than just it is what it is. So, you know, I was very, um, I was super young when I met my husband. I was 17. And got married at uh, just turning 22, 23, married in the summer when my birthday is. So I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I mean, so many young couples, young women particularly, it's that the dress and the cake and the invitations and the, the family. And before you know it, you're just caught up in the the excitement of it all, right? And many years into it, um, I realized, oh my, um, what did I got myself into? And um, uh, 20 years into the marriage with the house and the kids and the, you know, the, the hockey mom and, and all of that, I had also done many things uh, professionally too, um, 
in the in the world of uh, performing arts and um, other realms, but there were nothing in any in any uh, resemblance of the legal world. So I was as green as you get. I had no idea. But when the conversation turned around to divorce, um, we we did attempt to mediate. I was told that we would meet a mediator. And we did. Um, the mediator gave me, I think, two pieces of paper to fill out the financial statement and him the bigger one. And I filled mine out in, you know, 37 seconds. And he said, I don't know the answers to any of this. I'll have to get back to you. Uh, we left the retainer, which was like 2500 Um, And this was back in 2008, seven, I forget. It's a blur now. (laughs) And uh, I got the the retainer back in the mail um, from the mediator with a little note that said, good luck. And that was a sign that said, "Uh uh-oh, what does that mean? So um, eventually um, the the divorce turned into a a litigated case. Um, I didn't know much about the uh, depositions and the sua sponte orders and the gatekeepers and the GALs. And uh, I should, I could literally keep going at the long list of Latin words that um, I'd forgotten from high school. And um, I remember even my attorney uh, saying something about an affidavit. And I was like, I don't know a David, who's David? Like, like I was literally that green, Susan. I, I, I've learned that, you know, it's an affidavit with a T and it's Latin. And But this is, you know, way back when, before I knew um, about the actual litigated procedures. Uh, so um, with that, the, uh, the case was a 12-day trial that took place over nine months. And this was back when the courts were normal. Uh, so it was, um, uh, we filed in uh, February of 08. And the trial was in 9-10, so that was the preparation. And then the judge came back in nine months with the decision by May of 11. Um, And then 12 was kind of when the compliance started. And then between 12 and 16 uh, was the appellant process. It was a four-year Massachusetts Supreme Appellant Court um, case. So, yeah, it was that taught me more than I care to know. And because of that personal journey, it's given me so much wisdom and experience to be able to prevent so many bad mistakes um, and pitfalls of the journey of the divorce. And I'm not pro-divorce by any means, and I'm not pro-litigation. It's just um, because I've had that personal experience. And as you eloquently said, it's rare. Uh, it does give me a very interesting um, you know, eyeglass into it uh, where I'm able to see where things are going to be able to avoid unnecessary conflict and confrontational. Uh, if they get to be adversarial, I mean, it happens, but they hopefully don't have to become so adversarial that you go down the road that I had to go down. Um, and you can keep them a little bit more amicable. I would have loved to have named my business that I launched because I pretty much fell into this work because so many women particularly reached out to me. And when they heard about my case, I would say it even became notorious and said, can you help me? And of course, I was like, sure, come on over, Um, poured the coffee, poured the wine and listened to their stories and then realized, oh, my, like, I I need to really dot my I's and cross my T's here. So I would have loved to have called it Best Divorce Academy, but there is no best divorce. So I had to settle for better. And um, I know that's a word you also feel, you know, 
heartwarmed about too. I, I'm deeply committed to making everyone's experience as, as best as it can be. Yeah, I just, there's so much that for me, as a participant in the litigation process, as a divorce attorney for so many years, there's, I hear so much in your story that, you know, in the tale of what happened that makes me, you know, you wonder if there were points when the, the, it could have been averted. Could it have been diverted to a path? And, you know, there are cases and, and everyone out there who's listening do know 97% of cases are resolved by agreement. Mm-hmm. 3%. So Paulette's case right away is in that very rare 3% of cases goes to trial. I, most trials for family law cases are a couple of days. Yours going on, how many days did you say? 12. 12. 12 days of trial, of being in a courtroom over a nine-month period. That is normal. Everyone always thinks their case is going to, they'll go to court every day for however long it takes. No, that's not how divorce trials. You go for a day or two, then you come back when the next time your judge and your attorneys are available, which by the way, is going to be months down the road. And everyone has to re-prep because things have changed and and, uh, it's just a disaster. But then the other thing that they need to understand about your case is that appellate aspect of it, because an even smaller percentage of those 3% of cases that are tried actually go the appellate route, Um, which means that there was something that happened in the lower court that one of the parties or both sides, you know, found some meat on the bone to try and overturn or change the court orders. Um, Appellate cases are even more rare. So you truly had an experience that probably only one other person out there who's listening might have had the same experience. Um, But it it had to have given you basically a master's degree in divorceology, um, we'll call it here. Yes, I I had a degree in journalism and I thought that was enough. I thought that was sufficient. Um, I wanted to be Jane Pauley. I had no interest in doing what I'm doing. Um, But now that I'm doing it, it's so gratifying to be able to hold someone's hand and walk through the fire with them and um, cheerlead for them, mentor them, guide them, uh, resource them, because I felt so alone and so scared and I didn't know what I was doing. And I trusted the process and I trusted my spouse and I trusted that, honestly, Susan, I thought everybody had to go through what I went through. I It wasn't until I was done that I stopped and said, WTF, like, what? You mean this isn't normal? Like, why did I have to go through this? And, you know, you ask a really a poignant question about, you know, was there something that could have been done? And there were times where we did gain momentum and agreement, but there was always this propelling propensity towards um, keeping it going. Um, first attorney, second attorney, third attorney, and without divulging, you know, uh, I mean, confidentiality agreements and all kinds of other things that it involved. Um, It was exhausting. And um, my brain felt full and tired and my body felt beaten uh, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, 
legally, financially, and um, it it changed every aspect of my understanding of marriage, relationships, uh, divorce, the legal system, and how to really divorce with dignity. Um, it's um, there are no, there aren't many words sometimes when I try to encapsulate it. Um, it's um, it's something I would never wish on anyone. Um, but I, I don't believe in coincidences. There's a reason I went through it. Just like many other adversarial things I've endured in my life, it makes you who you are. And um, that which does not break you makes you stronger. And I am such a force to be reckoned with when it comes to being able to advocate for my clients and all women. Uh, and this is why I started the podcast. And this is why I'm on Clubhouse. And this is why I am a speaker and a host and a guide and an author, because I don't want to keep my knowledge and my experience in a little Tiffany box with a bow hidden in the corner for like safe safekeeping. I want to share it because even if I can share one tiny little bit of knowledge and experience from my own personal crazy experience to save somebody hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not 10 bucks, because that's worth it too. And years of anguish and relationships, parent alienation, estrangement, so many issues that I personally have experienced. It's um, worth it. It's so worth it. And that's, I'm so glad that you said that you didn't know that what you were going through was not the norm. Because I, I, I think that in and of itself, that kernel of understanding for anyone who's out there listening, what Paulette went through, a litigated divorce is not the norm. Um, don't think that if you're getting divorced, that is the path that you have to go down. And that's why when I saw it or heard the title of your book, this Better Divorce Blueprint, I, I, it caught my attention because for me, there are a number of people in the divorce space talking about having a better divorce, but they are not providing the blueprint for how to do that. They are not defining a better divorce and they are not telling people how to actually have one. Everybody out there who's listening, if they're thinking about divorce goes, oh, a better divorce, yeah, sign me up for a better divorce. That sounds great. So this concept of a better divorce, I really love that you, you came to that sort of formatting for it and that you have all the different tools for people. I think the first thing I'd like to say is, I, you know, or ask, is how do you define or how would you define for others what a better divorce is? Mm. Brilliant question. I'll try to do it succinctly. I wrote the book as in, or in an organic way of creating um, a blueprint from all the experiences I had that can be avoided. And I dedicate the book, the blueprint, to the brave readers or clients that are seeking freedom, empowerment, healing, because I don't believe that people truly want a divorce just because they hate their spouse or, you know, 50,000 other reasons. They're looking for a new chapter, a new beginning, a, a, a restart, shall we say, like, oops, what did I do? And, and, you know, I do believe that marriage can be congruent. 
I'm happily remarried as I know you are, you know, we're, we're, we're not meant to be alone. We're, we're uh, beings that really thrive on, um, community and feeling a sense of connection. But when marriages don't fulfill that in no judgment, it is what it is. And you're not able to get through it either with counseling or deep communication. The real solution is to divorce with dignity. And it starts with, I've broken it down to eight sections. Um, The very first one is that knowing that there's so much to take into consideration Um, The rash decisions that typically are made with, you know, I'm not, some of my dearest friends are attorneys. I love attorneys. I, I just do like, um, you know, and there's, I feel bad because there's probably more bad attorney jokes than there are blonde jokes, right? Like we can, we can laugh at that being blondes, right? So you're both girls. So watch it. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm, I only go up to the, you know, I, I hang out with lawyers, but I'm not one. Although my attorney in Boston, Marty Kane, said, you'd be one hell of a litigator, Paulette. So um, maybe my second life, who knows? But I always knew that there, it's an incredibly overwhelming volume of knowledge and and information that needs to be um, absorbed. And so many people make rash decisions. But it starts with your thought process feeling your feelings, deciding what you want, being responsible for yourself, knowing your deal breakers, how to prepare and protect yourself, and then really slowing down and doing less and feeling more. If you don't establish that first foundation, uh, the marriage is probably um, in, in a mess as it is, and the divorce will be too. Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I'm here to check in with you and say thank you to everyone who has joined us in the Divorce and Beyond members-only community. I hope you're enjoying all of the benefits of membership, things like the downloadable forms and checklists, the archive of episodes with all of the ads removed, the private and exclusive episodes that I record for you every month, the chance to ask me anything in the Ask Susan Anything forum, and so much more. If you aren't a member yet, it's only $10 a month, and you can sign up on the website at www.divorceandbeyondpod.com. So I hope to see you in the members-only community soon. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Paulette Gloria Rigo, who is here to help you thrive through and beyond the chaos of divorce. Because so many women, um, and, and men too, I don't mean to be sexist, but um, are awarded uh, alimony and child support, but they have no plan B for how are they going to support themselves after the divorce. And, you know, awarded uh, alimony might be three years, five years, ten years, who knows, but limited time is limited time. Yeah. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Light on the Other Side of Divorce, the best-selling new book by our own Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, The Divorce Doctor. I wrote this book because I felt so broken when I was facing a divorce and I opened my laptop and Googled, you know, divorce recovery. This was 10 years ago and there was nothing. And it sent me the message, basically, if there's no book like my book, then I must not be able to heal. Otherwise, someone would have written a book. And now we return to today's show. Um, so I, I break it down 
in succinct um, steps that are logical. And I also find it's much like feeding a baby. Um, I don't know, uh, when I fed my kids, I would, you know, get down to the bottom of the earth's best jar and there'd be like two spoonfuls left and you'd be like, come on. And you'd like feed it. And all of a sudden the kid would just like drool it out the side because it was full, but you're like, you can, it's only, look, come on, there's just a little bit more. So, and then of course you feed it the last one and what does it do? It just like drools it all out or God forbid <laughs> you have, you're eating, you know, pear, you're wearing it well yeah. because you, you weren't patient enough to let them assimilate and digest and absorb the information, the calories, the, the knowledge uh, into themselves. So it's the same with the, this process. There's so much information and so much to take into consideration. And then it goes into the stage of you can't have too much information. Um, so it, it's a, like a double-edged sword. Like there's a lot to absorb. So take it easy. But on the other hand, you better get it all. So, and, and pacing that depending on somebody's personality and their situation. How long have they been married? Are there children? Do you have a lot of assets and business um, mutual acquisitions together? Are you fighting over a pair of jeans and a toothbrush? Like, can you annul this? Like, maybe it, it could happen. Can you DIY it? Breaking down all the different steps, which I don't necessarily um, advocate, but there are a few people in that case that can. Um, all the way to the extreme extreme of my case to heavily litigated and appellant. So breaking it down. So I've created it in there's in the book because some people like to read. Some people are very visual read learners. Some people are auditory um, readers. So I also have an online course. And some people like to hold it in their hand and circle it and check it and get out their pretty little markers and journal it. So I've created all the different um, neuro-linguistic programming, um, not to get into my woo-woo training with yoga teacher training and philosophy, but people learn differently too. I, I integrate an enormous amount of wellness into it because of my, I'm a birth doula and a macrobiotic cook and Ayurvedic consultant, a yoga teacher trainer, as well as all this other crazy stuff. So I do integrate the full experience of it being a holistic approach. It's very much a legal financial residential mortgage um, approach too, but it encompasses and incorporates everything from there's a lot to take into consideration. You can't have too much information. And then we go into, um, being um, really prepared. And then I get into uh, the wellness aspect, then getting into all of the different people to engage in uh, the child-centered divorce. Uh, and then chapter seven and eight is mostly about redefining self and knowing yourself for rebuilding your life after. Because so many women, um, and, and men too, I don't mean to be sexist, but um, are awarded uh, alimony and child support, but they have no plan B for how are they going to support themselves after the divorce. And, you know, awarded uh, alimony might be three years, five years, 10 years, who knows, but limited time is limited time. Yeah. And if you get not forever. Well, check, check. There you go. Uh, so I do that. Uh, one, two, and three is before four, five, and six is during and seven and eight is after. And it's kind of how I've broken down the blueprint. You know, there's, there's so much there that, that appeals to me. One of the things that really jumps out is in, in one of my other 
phases of life is I'm a trainer for other mediators, for attorneys. Um, I help them do what they do hopefully better. Um, And that's one thing that I've learned is that people do learn things in different ways. So positively brilliant of you to bring all of the different teaching and learning modalities for different people into one package so that there's something there for everyone and they can absorb because you, you very, you know, beautifully summed this up. There's a huge amount of knowledge that you need to have. You need to have it. This is a situation where ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is going to take you down the path of litigation, of being led by other people, of other people making decisions for you. You need that knowledge, but because it's so vast, you do need vehicles for you to absorb it so that you can make informed decisions. That would sum up a divorce process in, in a very high level way. You you access the information, you absorb it, and then you make informed decisions, right? That's the process. But it's so much more complicated than that. And you've broken it down into your blueprint. I love this. Well, thank you for that. It it, it just seemed logical to me because being a dancer, I also ran a performing arts studio for 20 years and I know how children learn. I know how teens learn and I know how adults learn and they're very different. Um, I can immediately look at somebody and know that they kinesthetically, they need to understand something viscerally through the body. And that's why I developed the cards. They need to, it's tactile. They need to look at it and feel it and touch it. And, and they have to really understand it. It's like, they want to get down dirty in the dirt with it. Other people are like, let me just see it. Let me just visually watch it. It's a different experience for everybody. Um, And also being in a courtroom is a, an experience and in of itself where you are listening to everything, your, your tent, the energy in the room, even if it's online now in, in the world we live in, there's a protocol and a formality of the court system that you really need to be familiar with. And most people aren't. Um, it's, it can be shocking. The more tools you have, the better and the better decisions you'll make if you have those tools. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. And you, you will, in whatever setting you are showing up to work through your divorce, whether that is sitting at your kitchen table with your spouse and figuring it out on your own, which is the hard, probably the hardest way to do this, um, or you have help if you, by way of a mediator, collaborative professionals, um, litigators, you're sitting in a courtroom, worst case scenario. It's still a matter of sitting down, understanding, taking in the facts, and then making educated decisions and choices from a place of, uh, you use the word empowerment, of, of, of understanding your options, understanding where you're going. You said that a minute ago, another you know great point about you may get alimony and child support for some time period, but do you have a plan B? Do you have a plan for the future? You need to be thinking about those things during the divorce or should be, ideally, because then you can plan going forward. You can negotiate thinking about what your plan going forward might be. Um, So getting all of your information, getting your education, dare I say, putting your blueprint into place um, is, is, you know, something to start. It also sounds like a very well thought out plan in that you start with at the beginning of the book, start with before divorce, during divorce, and life after divorce. So it takes you through the entire process. Um, I'm sorry. 
no, it's okay. Uh, I didn't know what to name what I was doing. I, I was transitioning from the work I was doing to the work I am doing. And I wanted to really stop using my name. Um, so I named it Better Divorce Academy as an acronym for just what you said before, during, and after. So that's what the BDA is for. And um, it just fell into place and it feels right. And the blueprint made sense because I, I didn't think it was a road. It's not linear. It isn't always congruent. You know, you'll take a step forward and two steps back or three steps forward and two steps back, or you'll, you know, take a little detour. And it, it's, it's much like, um, I don't know if you've ever built a house or you've looked at blueprints, but there's layers of blueprints too. So you have the foundation and then you have the upright and the, the elevations and the wiring and the, uh, I've just probably been hanging around contractors too much in my life, but, uh, um, it, it makes sense, right? There's different blueprints for different purposes. So there's the financial blueprint. There's the, the legal one. There's the, who's going to keep the house and there's the, the, the mortgage. And do you qualify for a new, um, uh, a mortgage are you know because you've never done that on your own now and uh it's um interesting working with all those other professionals the certified divorce financial analysts the certified divorce real estate experts the certified divorce lending professionals etc cetera, etc cetera, and the mental health practitioners the co-parenting people and you know it's it's and the wellness too because one of the first things that falls apart is your own mental physical uh, emotional health stress is um is the leading uh complaint of divorce besides the uh bills and <laughs> not yeah. to fight on that and um i was uh, also just studying um from a new doctor um i wish i could remember his name but i'll i'll give it to you for the show notes he just did a study where he was an er doctor and these men kept coming in and um and like complaining of heart pain and he would you know of course do their you know, vital signs and everything would be normal. And then they asked for family history, no family history. And, you know, a couple of years of this went on. And finally he asked the question, are you getting a divorce? And the man would say, as a matter of fact, I am. And the symptoms of the divorce were tightening of the chest, you know, difficulty breathing, feeling constricting in the, in the throat and the stomach, and just feeling like that they can't catch their breath feeling. And it's, um, the symptoms of divorce sometimes can mirror that of uh, heart uh, conditions and heart attacks. So I'm not a doctor. That's not medical advice. But the man who did the study is. So I found it um, intriguing. And like, there's a lot to be said about how stressful divorce is. They, you know, studies show it's one of the top three most stressful events in an adult's life. Um, I think it's right I think it's after incarceration, like being in or no, or above, I'm sorry, it's above being incarcerated. So mm -hmm. it's more stressful to get divorced than to be in prison, which I thought was, you know, significant. We actually did an entire episode with Dr. Anna Kabeka on stress and exactly how it physically affects your body. So it's, it, you know, what, you, what you've done, it sounds like, is created an entirely holistic package. And when I say holistic, I do mean you are hitting all aspects of the divorce, let's call it the divorce experience, uh, because it is, it is a divorce experience. And hopefully for most people listening here who are in the experience or contemplating the 
experience. It's going to be a short-lived experience for them, not like your experience, um, because that that adds to the stress. The, I can only imagine what it was like to be cycling through, especially to get through the divorce trial, get a decision, and then suddenly get plunged back into it all over again with the appellate process. So I do you know, remember, my condolences. I do remember. Oh, well, thank you. I do remember the day when the phone rang and it was my attorney telling me that it was over. And I didn't believe him. It was um, July. Um, I remember the summer day looking out um, where I was living and just thinking, wow, really? And I don't want to be all doom and gloom, you know, um, there's so much beauty on the other side when you get there, um, that, you know, goal change, goal setting is, is important too. like, what are your goals and getting through this? Uh, and there's a lot of power in healing. You do have to celebrate it every tiny little win. Um, even if it's just, um, getting an email done or getting some list together or figuring out, um, some finances or whatever. And I also don't believe that there's any mistakes that divorce is a lesson. And I want you to take, if you, if you're newly on the outside, the only mistake is if you have to go through it again. Um, and I, it happens, right? Second and third marriages can end in divorce and fourth, fifth and sixes too. So be careful what you wish for everyone, but you know, it's all about what did I learn? What are the lessons? And you want to be stronger, better, taller, prouder, and serve so that you can really take these lessons that you go through in the divorce process and make them a little bit about who you are in a good way and seeing that um, you are better for the uh, outcome and not worse. So um, that's my my message too. I, I, I know it's a lot of doom and gloom and it's expensive, it's painful, it's horrible, it hurts, it's devastating for the children. And all of those things can be very true. But on the back end, uh, I see the smiles and the new lives that so many people create and they are living authentic, joyful lives. And that's really where um, the beauty of this work comes from. Well, you know, what you just sort of described is the better divorce leads to the better life, to the better future, to the to the more joyful life. So I think that that's actually a beautiful summary of what a better divorce is. It's the one that gets you to your to your better life, your better future. Um, so I, I wish we could talk, uh, you know, I would love to dive into the actual contents of the book, but people are going to have to uh, reach out and, and the course and the program and the, the the cards and all of that. They've just become available when this episode airs. So can you tell people how to get, get the book, get the program um, and find more about you? Sure. Um, I'm all over social media. I'm either Better Divorce Academy or Paulette Rigo, R-I-G-O. The website is probably the easiest place, www.betterdivorceacademy.com. The book is Better Divorce Blueprint, so it's pretty easy to remember. I also have a side business that grew out of this. It's called Better Career Project, and that's also a website for women that are losing child support and alimony and don't have a plan B. I help them write books and start sustainable businesses because I, as an entrepreneur, love to help women kick that to the curb. So it's so much fun. Um, yeah. So 
anywhere. Um, and again, join me on Clubhouse Wednesdays at seven, Sundays at eight. Um, the podcast is free. Clubhouse is free. I have so many free resources on my website because I'm all about giving, giving, giving. And, uh, and uh, the book should be pretty reasonably priced. And um, just um, my way of making sure you are equipped for the journey as best you can. Well, thank you so much. And I, I pop in on those clubhouses often to see what's happening and who you have. You guys really, you and Alyssa really pull together some wonderful topics and the experts to talk about them. So I highly recommend everybody go and pop in on those on Wednesdays and Sundays. And I will have links to everything in the show notes. And I would love to have you come back and uh, talk about the um, career uh, programs that you have. So we'll set up another, because I think another podcast taping, because I think that would be a fantastic topic as well. Um, so Paulette, thank you so much for coming and sharing with my, my listeners. I know they're going to find a lot to learn from what they've heard here today. Thank you. Gratitude. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.